0: here was the one they had all been waiting for, the Son of God, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah.
1: Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris.
2: And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're talking with Pastor Joe Jackowicz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church in Pleasanton, California. Our topic is Jesus the Messiah, and we're looking at a few verses in the Gospel of John chapter 1, where Jesus came to be baptized by John the Baptist.
1: In John 1.32, John the Baptist said, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. Likewise, in the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 16, it also says, He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Matthew 3, verse 13 had explained that this is when Jesus had come to be baptized by John. Now, Pastor Joe, why was it necessary for Christ, the Messiah, who is pure and without sin, and has the Spirit of God resting upon him to be baptized?
0: Well, very good question, because at first glance, it seems that Jesus' baptism has no purpose at all. He's sinless. Why does he have to be baptized? John's baptism was the baptism of repentance, but Jesus was sinless and had no need of repentance. Even John was taken aback at Jesus coming to him and asking John to baptize him. John recognized his own sin and was unfit to baptize Jesus. He said, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Well, Jesus replied that it should be done because it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. It wasn't because Jesus was a sinner and his baptism was a sign of his need to change or repent. It was because Jesus needed to fulfill all righteousness there are actually several reasons why it was right for john to baptize jesus at the beginning of our lord's public ministry jesus was about to embark on his great work and it was appropriate that he be recognized publicly by his forerunner john john was the voice crying in the wilderness prophesied by isaiah calling people to repentance In preparation to hear their Messiah. And by baptizing him, John was declaring to everybody that here was the one they had all been waiting for, the Son of God, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the one that John had predicted would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Also, Jesus' baptism showed that he identified with sinners. Not that he had any sin, but that his baptism symbolized the sinner's baptism into the righteousness of Christ, not into any kind of sinful purpose. But Christ's baptism symbolized the fact that Jesus was identifying with the righteousness of God. And we as Christians identify with Christ in dying with him, and rising free from sin, that is, being born from above and being cleansed and forgiven of our sins and enabled to walk in newness of life by the power of the Holy Spirit. But Christ's perfect righteousness would fulfill all the requirements of the law for sinners who could never hope to do so on their own. When John hesitated to baptize Jesus— Jesus replied that it was okay, it was proper to fulfill all righteousness. By this, he alluded to the righteousness that he provides to all who come to him to exchange their sin for his righteousness. There's a beautiful verse in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Also, Jesus coming to John showed his approval of John's baptism and bore witness to it, that it was from heaven and approved by God. But the most Mm. important reason for Christ's baptism is the public testimony and approval by the Father and the Holy Spirit directly from heaven of Christ's baptism. The descending of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus, you remember that? where the Spirit alighted on him. (laughs) Descending of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus is a beautiful picture of the triune nature of God. Besides the Father shouting from heaven, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Those two things happened at Christ's baptism, and it depicts the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the salvation of those who are saved. The Father loves the elect from before the foundation of the world. He sends his Son to seek and save the lost. And the Holy Spirit convicts of sin and draws the believer to the Father through the Son. And so we see the work of the triune God, each person of the Godhead. There, all the glorious truths of the gospel are on display at Christ's baptism.
2: Yes, And could you say also that perhaps it was a great illustration of how Jesus had come to identify with man and that it's like an illustration of what we all need to do?
0: Absolutely. In his humanity, Jesus always identified with human beings in their struggles, in their suffering, in their pain, in their weakness, except for sin because Jesus never sinned. And even in our Lord's baptism, He humbled himself and became baptized by a human being who himself was a sinner. Yes, he greatly humbled himself, but the Father shouted from heaven, and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven upon Christ, Mm -hmm. identifying our Lord's deity right in the midst of our Lord in his humanity, identifying with the lowliest of all human beings.
1: Yes. And it also identifies in what we read in John 1, 14, that says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So uh, that's uh, reemphasizing that uh, God became man and dwelt with us.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank God he did, or else none of us would have any hope.
1: Yes, thank you, Lord. A reminder of what we're told in Jeremiah 17, verse 7, that says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord.
2: Yes, amen. And we'll return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jacowitz in just a moment. So stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at connections with rich and bobby now that's all one word and bobby is spelled with an i dot com there all of our podcasts are posted along with our contact information
1: also you can connect with us on social media by friending us on facebook post on instagram tweet us on twitter or tune us in on pandora now Let's return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, as we continue our look at Jesus, the Messiah, from the Gospel of John, chapter 1.
2: Now, in verse 29, it tells us, as you're talking about, Pastor Joe, that when John saw Jesus coming, he declared, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And then he repeats that again in verse 36, when he saw Jesus and said again, Behold the Lamb of God. Could you explain what is meant here by the Lamb of God?
0: Well, as you quoted those two scriptures, when Jesus is called the Lamb of God in John 129 and John 136, it's referring to him as the perfect and ultimate sacrifice for sin. You see, in order to understand who Christ is and what he did, we must begin with the Old Testament, which contains prophecies concerning the coming of Christ as a guilt offering, for example, in Isaiah 53. In fact, the whole sacrificial system established by God in the Old Testament set the stage for the coming of Jesus Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice God would provide as atonement for the sins of his people. The sacrifice of lambs played a very important role in the Jewish religious life and sacrificial system. You can't go very far in reading the Old Testament to be confronted with the sacrifice of lambs and bullocks and so forth. Mm -hmm. But when John the Baptist referred to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Jews who heard him might have immediately thought of any one of several important sacrifices— With the time of of the Passover feast being very near when this was mentioned in John 1 and John 3, the first thought might be the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. The Passover Mm -hmm. feast was, was one of the main Jewish holidays and a celebration in remembrance of God's deliverance of the Israelites from bondage in Egypt. You remember that? Yes. In fact, the slaying of the Passover lamb and the applying of the blood to the doorposts of the houses is a beautiful picture of Christ's atoning work on the cross. And those for whom he died are covered by his blood, protecting us from the angel of spiritual death. Another important sacrifice involving lambs was the daily sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem. Every morning and evening. A lamb was sacrificed in the temple for the sins of the people. We could read about this in Exodus 29. These daily sacrifices, like all others, were symbolic, pointing the people to the perfect sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Many of the people didn't understand that back then in the Old Testament, but those sacrifices were a type and a figure of the perfect sacrifice, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the once-for-all sacrifice who died on the cross for sin. In fact, the time of Jesus' death on the cross corresponds to the time of the evening sacrifice that was made in the temple. The Jews at that time would have also been familiar with the Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah, who foretold the coming of the one who would be brought like a lamb led to the slaughter, and whose sufferings and sacrifice would provide redemption for Israel, of course, that person is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. So the idea of a, of a sacrificial system might seem strange to us today, but the concept of payment or restitution is still one we can easily understand. We know that the wages of sin is death, and that our sin separates us from God. We also know, the Bible teaches, we are all sinners, and none of us is righteous before God. Because of our sin, we are separated from God, and we stand guilty before him. Therefore, the only hope we can have is if he provides a way for us to be reconciled to himself, and that is what he did in sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. Christ died to make atonement for sin and to pay the penalty of the sins of all who believe in him. And that's what the Old Testament lamb symbolizes, the lamb that was sacrificed on the altar. And that's what it meant when John said, John the Baptist, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world.
1: Praise God for our Savior in Jesus the true and everlasting Messiah.
2: Oh yes, praise God. And we thank Pastor Joe Jackowitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church for our visit with him, talking about Jesus, the Messiah. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby. And we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast. It's free on this platform or any of the others like Google Play or iTunes or Spotify.
1: Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one once again or invite others to listen, just go to our website at ConnectionsWithRichAndBobby, all one word and bobby spelt with an i, dot com. That's ConnectionsWithRichAndBobby.com. Also, all of our contact information is there as well.
2: And, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there. You simply say, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the current podcast of Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora.
1: Finally, you can connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine. So thank you for listening. And remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word.
2: And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.